DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. All right, question of the morning, part two up on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. How awesome is it that Utah is playing football this weekend? Todd says, they need to leave the state already before someone else gets it. Head to L.A. where everything's locked down. They'll be safer there. Brooks says, I can't wait to watch the scout team jog onto the field. I've seen this movie before. And Keanu Reeves is running onto the field. The replacements, right? Yeah, I think that's extreme. I don't know that everybody's going to be a replacement. No. But will it be the secondary? Because the one thing we saw, if you can take anything away from that UCLA-Colorado game, it's that UCLA uh, is getting the speed that Chip Kelly wants and is able to make big plays. They got back in that game when they got down 35-7 late in the second quarter. They got back in the game by the end of the third quarter, and they did it with a bunch of big plays, uh, you can't really call them drives. I mean, I think one was three plays, one was four play, one was two plays, one was four plays. So they're making big plays. They had uh, four or five different receivers. Remember when the uh, when the word that just got beaten in the ground that drove you nuts was explosives? We need explosive plays. How many explosives did we have? <laughs> well, they had a lot of explosives well, against Colorado, right? And if it were against the U defense from a year ago, you wouldn't have any worries. The U defense this year, you're not sure. And then when Kyle starts talking about scout team players, but he doesn't really tell you what position groups, you're like, well, where is that? If it's in the secondary, no. And is it really going to be a group or is it going to be one one or two players? Nobody cares about your injuries. So you can't complain about it when you told us not to complain about it and use it as an excuse. I don't, I don't want to hear it. And it doesn't really matter anyway. I'm not, I'm not focused on the fact of who's going to win the game. This is a bogus race anyway this season. The idea is to get out there and play. That's what I'm going to celebrate four or five games and you play half and you're going to call yourself a division winner? Nah. It's not a true division winner this year. It's about getting some experience for these guys and see how they play just to be out there and then set themselves up for next season. That's the way I'm looking at it. So, well, I like it that really thought. Matter to me what 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 the result is. I like that thought. You know, when you look at the uh, kind of the three year cycles the team has gone through, and in the last one, the the first year in the cycle, and they play a sophomore quarterback, and they're seven and six. So if that's the kind of year you are headed for. Hopefully, it'd be a little better than that. But if that's the ballpark you're going to be in, then it fell in the right year. Well, yeah. Be ready, be ready for next year. I, be back fighting for 9-10 wins and another trip to the conference title game and a chance to finally kick the door down and go to the granddaddy or better. If they had played a full season, I wouldn't have taken this year as a, a blow-off year. No. 
Now, knowing you're getting paid this this amount of cash, you're supposed to bring in good players. And if you don't, then we'll get somebody else in here. So if it was a regular season, I would put all the emphasis on the record to see how they did and all that stuff. So, But this year, because it's not going to happen, I just can't really justify a, a true division winner. They'll have a division winner. I get it. But in my mind, if you're only playing half the games, it's not really a true division winner. So, And I don't care who wins a division in either division for that way. But if others want to think differently, they're fine to think differently. I've got no problem with that. Uh, for, for about the Utes, it's about getting out there playing, uh, see what Rising can do if uh, he can't play, see what Bentley can do, and more so that Rising, because I suppose Bentley can come back next year if he wanted to, but I would wonder if he'd want to come back. He's not from this part of the country, and you tend to go home. But nevertheless, I'm excited to see what they can do. That, the group of unproven running backs. See, it's to me, it's more about guys who are unproven. Not necessarily that they don't have talent, they're not as good, blah, blah, blah. It's just that they're unproven. I mean, Terrell Burgess wasn't really proven. He stuck it out, and then he got his chance, and he starts and goes to the NFL. So he was he not good? No, he was just unproven. I think that's what the issue is this season. But I don't, I don't think it's a talent issue. It's just a little bit of a, that it's unproven to the rest of us. And that's the great thing about it is we get to see it on Saturdays and Fridays. And uh, so I'm actually still expecting them to win, unless they're just completely and totally battered by uh, this COVID situation way more. But, I mean, I think if that's the case, then they're not playing a game in the first place. Well, we'll find out Saturday night, 830, Big Fox, uh, when they run out there. Exactly, you know, how, who's playing, how many guys are missing, uh, you know. You know, if you're, if you're playing your second team guys, then it's kind of the next man up thing. I mean, if you're playing scout team guys who, I mean, you don't really redshirt because everyone's getting a free year of eligibility this year anyway. Uh, but if you're playing true freshmen, they're never going to play. And you're playing a lot of them, I and mean, one of them, well, okay, it's one. Uh, but if you're playing a lot of them, I'll be curious to see what that looks like. And I guess as far as winning the division thing, well, the Utes can't sweep the division. And I, and I get your point because you're playing half a season here, six games instead of 12. But if USC does get to play everybody in the South, and if they beat everybody in the South, I get how they're going to say, yeah, we won the division anyway. We didn't play some crossover games, but we beat all you guys. We're better than all you guys. Look at it. We beat y'all. Fine. If that's what you want to do, dance around all you want. I don't have any problem with that. I'm not going to do it. But if you want to do it, do it. And, and if you're down to third team guys and scout team guys, that means you got a ton of guys and you're below the scholarship limit anyway, so you're not playing the game. I don't see how the two jive. I don't see how you could be down that many guys and still be above the or at the limit, the minimum that you need in order to play the game. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know that you can have both of that scenarios. To me, if you've got that many guys out, then you can't play the game, just like they didn't. Saturday, last Saturday. So I'm not worried about that at all. Hopefully it won't come to that. 35 hours to go and we'll find out. All right, DJ and PK, we're going to take a break. When we come back, everything you missed in this show in one quick segment. We'll get you up to speed next. Stay with us. 
Radio voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. I want to ask you your reaction to the deal reached between the players and the owners. It's like not something the media, for whatever reason, does, kind of giving the players' union credit on this. But I really do think Michelle Roberts deserves an enormous amount of credit. I mean, one, she got the escrow to 10% and instead of some mammoth number so that her players are all protected and the owners take the hit, which is probably how it should be when franchisers are selling for $1.6 billion. I thought the players probably got the better end, but the bottom line is that everyone's playing December 22nd, and that's what the league needed more than anything else. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Williams coming in and gets it. Williams blocks it and gets the touchdown. Boise State decides to go with Avery Williams up front. He's already scored on a kick return. He scores on a block punt. He blocked it and he got it in the end zone. Just inside the left hash and the kick is blocked in the middle. It's picked up at the 10-yard line by Canijo to the 20 to the 30. Boise State could have a second special teams touchdown. Canijo is going down the sidelines. Canijo will score. Redemption. Boise State blocking a punt, returning for a touchdown, blocking a field goal, returning for a touchdown, blocking another punt, returning for a touchdown. Special teams, three scores for the Broncos in the first half. They blow out CSU 52 to 21. And block punts were a theme. The Colts with a block and a, a kick too as well. And uh, they end up winning the NFL game, beat the Titans 34-17. Both those teams six and three tied for the division lead in the AFC. Uh, south. So, a little, that was some pretty good football yesterday, PK. Or did you notice because you were locked down on golf? You had to watch some. Oh, yeah, no. In the evening, you're talking about? I mean, yeah. golf was over. Uh, by our time, golf was over, what, at 3.30? So, yeah, I watched Boise and, and, and it was just blown away by the special teams inadequacies, <laughs> uh, incompetence. But once I saw Bachmeyer take the field, I thought, well, they're going to win this game. And obviously they did, and it got uh, less competitive, and I flicked over to the uh, NFL game and locked down on that a little bit more and and watched that game. Uh, had no problem with watching that game. And those are a couple of decent teams anyway that, uh, you know, I don't know that they're going to be in a Super Bowl, but they're plenty good enough, particularly on a Thursday night. So we're looking at a uh... – a Pac-12 schedule this weekend after two-thirds of the Pac-12 played last weekend. Uh, this week, knock on wood, uh, we're looking at a full schedule. Uh, any of these games jump out at you and impress you? Uh, Cal ASU could go away. It hasn't officially, but it could. Well, the Devils didn't practice yesterday, and there's talk that they had some issues, but they're saying they're going to practice today, and there's talk of moving that game to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. I mean, if Cal doesn't play this week, I, I don't understand why they just don't do like New Mexico and, and leave. Move to Vegas. Uh, wherever it might be. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know where that would be. If they want to have a season, if, if they can't do it this week, I mean, you'll miss two games and you're going to start on the 21st of November. I mean, that's just unheard of. Uh, so... We'll see what happens there, but you know, depending on what is going on with the Sun Devil football team and how many issues they have, uh, and maybe if they can move it to Sunday, that'd be great. We've seen the NFL obviously do that, 
and they've done that multiple times already, right? Moved we had Monday doubleheaders. Didn't we have a Tuesday game one week, or did the Tuesday game end up yeah, getting yeah, pushed back know. itself? No. They finally did play did. it on the Tuesday. I think it was a Chiefs I believe, game. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I was advocating a Tuesday day game, have a matinee, you know, <laughs> like they do in baseball. Get a, a hot dog and a Coke or a hot dog and a beer and come out to the stadium. <laughs> a businessman special. You don't <laughs> yeah, want yeah, to work this afternoon. Right, yeah. You don't want to work this afternoon. Come on out to the ballpark. Yeah, when, when the Dodgers or Angels would do that, when I was working at the Daily Breeze, uh, me and a couple other guys, that's where one of the guys who works for ESPN now, Jason Reed, uh, we would go either, especially the Dodgers is a little closer, and then we'd, we'd go to the game and, and tell our guys at work, hey, we'll, we'll be in an hour or so later, and we would go. So it's always fun. It was a tradition we started. We did that for, for a few years. I know the Bees have done it a few times, too. I've gone out in the uh, afternoons and sit there and, and it's a relaxing situation, uh, but nevertheless, they didn't do that. Uh, I understand that. So we'll see. I'm hoping that all the games can get in. I mean, I'm every conference. I think all of us are. Uh, but, I mean, you, you look at it, you know, and, and the thing that I just read, Stanford, the Pac-12 put out an error. Basically, we apologize for inaccurate testing. So the quarterback for Stanford, who was healthy, didn't get to play because of a – procedural testing error so you're going to tell me and i don't know that it makes a difference but that's just the point i don't know that it makes a difference and you're going to tell me this is a legitimate conference race oregon probably wins but i don't know stanford's quarterbacks have been pretty good over the years but yet he can't play and it turns out it was an error that kept him out come on got any upsets this week it's the Pac-12, and there's a bunch of games. Actually, the ASU-Cal game, if it gets played, is the one where you know it's a four-point spread. The Utes is a three-point spread, but there's a bunch of uh, double-digit favorites in the league this week. Well, I expect SC to roll over Arizona. Arizona. Uh, obviously, uh, Slovis. I think Slovis is a star in the making, man. I really, I really believe he has a chance to be sensational. Not just good. I'm talking sensational. Uh, and maybe I'm overstating it. It's not like I'm a big talent evaluator here. I've never had had had. I don't know if you've known this. I never put my hand in the dirt. I've never had hat on hat. My wife, she listens to these games now. When she hears these guys say this, she just starts busting up <laughs> because uh, she's heard me just run the cliches. <laughs> <laughs> like we were watching the Corner Canyon game yesterday, and the and the big thing was get to the second level. <laughs> <laughs> kept saying that. And would they play East and they scored yeah. a touchdown? The guys run. Oh, I said, Oh, he's in the second level. <laughs> and then your guy said, He's in the second level. <laughs> she just looked at me. <laughs> yeah, these, these catchphrases that they, they like to say. So uh, I think that Slovis is just going to be outstanding. And obviously, I don't think that Arizona's defense is going to slow him down. And I think the Devils. They'll keep it close. I like their chances of keeping it close. <laughs> uh, that's, but see, that's the NFL thing. Keep it close, win it in the fourth quarter. Whereas in, Fine, win it in the fourth quarter. Know, right? Don't lose it. But in, in the college game, if you get an advantage, you usually try to press it, go big, <laughs> blow it open. But that's not, you know, that's not what he was doing. So. Has there ever been a more overrated coach than Herm Edwards? Well, it depends who you talk to. Has there ever been a more underrated coach than Herm Edwards? He's 13 and 12. How the hell are you <laughs> underrated? <laughs> Against D1 competition, he's 13 and 12. 
I get it. Leave it on the grass. And all these funky sayings. <laughs> How about you win? <laughs> like Indiana, 3-0, and baby. If you're going to watch a game you have don't have much of a rooting interest in, I don't know if you're that emotionally tied into Indiana or Michigan State, but Indiana basically hasn't been good in our lifetime. Oh, they've had some okay teams. But th- they're 3-0, and and they're favored by a touchdown over Michigan State to go 4-0. and And I expect, you know... The dream dies when they run into Ohio State next week. Oh, no. But I want a 4-0 going into that game. Come on, Indiana. Let's do it. The dream the dream gets just heightened even more when they stun the Buckeyes. <laughs> that would be spectacular. What's that guy's name, Allen, at, uh, at Indiana? All of a sudden, he's your next Cowboys coach. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another game to watch, Notre Dame. Okay, they beat Clemson. They got the big win. Are they going to have a letdown against Boston College? They're, no. they're favored by a couple of couple of scores there. Uh, 13 and a half point favorites. I don't think they are. I know they did one time years ago. I've heard yeah. it. I can't remember the season. Uh, they was, went to Boston College and got beat. Yeah, it was the late uh, 80s. They beat Florida State. I think it was a one versus two. And then the next week they lost. I think I have this memory of BC kicking a field goal at the end to win. I don't know if that's right or not. Maybe it was a late touchdown. It was something. But that was a long time ago. All those people are in their 40s now or 50. I don't know how old they are. They're old. This is a, and for these guys, you know, BC's okay this year. They're five and three. They're, they're okay. Okay. But, but Notre Dame's supposed to be all that. Uh, we talked a, a little NFL. There are some games. Uh, you were talking last week when Aaron. When uh, Arizona lost at the Cardinals, every time they get a chance, they trip on themselves. Now, depending on how things break, we could have a three-way tie at the top of the NFC West. We also could have the Seahawks two games up on everybody with a commanding lead. The Seahawks are playing the Rams, and the Seahawks are 6-2. and two. The Rams are 5-3. and three. The Cardinals are 5-3, and three, and the Cardinals are playing the Bills, so they're playing a division leader in their own right. Buffalo is 7-2. Uh-huh. and two. We can uh, At some point, we need to, to quit describing them as this... Uh, Cute. Oh, Buffalo, you know, they got a nice little team. Okay, they're seven and two. You're good in the NFL if you get to seven and two. You can't really backdoor seven and two in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I don't know that people are saying that about Buffalo. You think they are? You think they're, con- I don't think they're considered on the same tier with Pittsburgh and Kansas City. So it's well, a, it's a heartwarming be. story. Buffalo's good again, but I just don't know that people take them that seriously. Maybe they do. I think they take them as the overwhelming favorite to win that division. And it's, uh, you know, it hasn't been the best division in football it's, by any stretch, but I think people didn't a, view New England as illegitimate because the division sucked. Right. And that's because New England proved themselves in the playoffs year after year after year. Buffalo doesn't have that track record. The Jets are awful. The Patriots have been bad. And the Dolphins are okay. And then they could have to be in a playoff team. But in mid-year, they've switched quarterbacks to a rookie. So it's, that's not a gauntlet. He's 2-0. And oh. Now he's, he is 2-0. He is it's not the NFC East. I'm not saying that. But it's also not the toughest division in football. No, it's not. It's not. But it, it doesn't matter. It'll shake out later. But right yeah. now we're trying to figure out who's this really good. And This isn't a collegiate thing. If you're 7-2, and two, you're good. Right. Chiefs are on a bye at 8-1, and one, so we don't, have, we don't have them. The Steelers trying to get to 9-0. and oh, And I would think they would play in the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Steelers have two or three tough games in the back half of the schedule, so they'll probably drop one or two of them. 
and not finish undefeated. But at this point, I always keep the eye on the undefeated team and see how far they can push it. And they ought to get to 9-0. and Yeah, I don't think anybody cares about being undefeated. I think they care about winning the Super Bowl. We saw that with the Colts one year, didn't they? And they just sit Peyton when they were undefeated. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You're judged by Super Bowls. Man, we saw the Patriots 18-0, and and then they lost the Super Bowl. So... What was more fun, 18-0, but then you lose the Super Bowl, or spotting the Falcons 28-3 and coming back to win an OT? records that don't really matter. It matters if you get it all, but you got to get it all. You know, it's the same as the Warriors. The 73 was awesome, but only if you put a title on top of it, and they didn't. Yeah, so you won 73 games, great. I mean, that, that's nice. I, I just don't, I think the emphasis in pro sports is where it should be, winning. The championship. Yeah, winning. Yeah, winning about, well, all. I mean, 73 is winning. I mean, they're literally wins. But those aren't the wins you really care about. You care about the wins that get you the championship. It's about winning the titles, yes. I mean, that's what everyone's – if you're not shooting for that. Now, ultimately, you know, there's levels. If, you're, if you haven't made the playoffs for five years, you're shooting to make the playoffs. I understand there's in, intermediate steps. But if the goal, the ultimate goal, isn't always to win the title, then something's wrong. I don't think Ryan Smith is buying the Jazz with the idea of, man, I hope we make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't. I, it's true. He does hope they make the playoffs, but you're right. That's not the goal. Right. I mean, that's an intermediate step. Yep. And, you know, there's been plenty of Sacramentos and Phoenixes of late that haven't done it. So I understand those are intermediate steps, but I believe everybody that you're paying from your executive positions need to be focused on what can we do to make ourselves better. And the ultimate goal, and you may be miles away from that, but still the ultimate goal is designed to, whether it's next year, two years, three years, have a plan to work yourself into that position. And it may never happen, but that doesn't matter. It still has to be the goal. And if I'm a fan of any team and that's not the goal, then why am I a fan? Podiums, confetti cannons, and parades. That's what you want. Yeah, and recognizing that it's really, really difficult, particularly in the NBA, when one or two guys can make a huge, huge difference. We had Lincoln Kennedy on earlier this morning. Uh, he was here to talk Pac-12 Network. He's a Pac-12 Network analyst and the, uh, on the Raider broadcast. And when he started describing the Raiders and their positives and negatives, what I really heard is they're Seahawks light. They got a good quarterback. Well, Seattle's got a Hall of Fame quarterback. The Raiders have a good quarterback. Uh, they got an offense that you trust that can go out there and score 30 points, but they got a defense that might give up 30 points. You know, the Raiders, have, have, it's tough schedule. They haven't backdoored anybody. Arguably, they've played five playoff teams, but they're 3-2 and two against those teams, and they're 2-1 and one against the teams that probably aren't going anywhere. Uh, so they can have a problem in any given week, and the problem is usually their defense. Yeah, but I think that a problem in any given week, as you use that phrase, which I agree with you, I think that spreads across the majority of the teams in the league. Right, and that's why it's so hard to win a championship. you got an Achilles heel, and they see it on film, and they know to go at it. They go at your whatever your weakest, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link is a cliche, but it's very true in football. It's very true in the NFL where, you know, there's, there's no recruiting and there's no classes, and it's just 
full-time. Where do we have an advantage? Where do they have a disadvantage? And just pick at it, pick at it, pick at it. You so, look at the Chiefs, and they are the reigning titleists, and they're everybody's favorite. But, man, they were down in playoff games, and they're down big. Yeah. Was they it 24 still, against Houston? Yeah, it was crazy, yeah. man. And things go your way, and you make them go your way. But the point is, man, there's sometimes, particularly when you get in the postseason, there's not a lot of difference in the NFL. We also had on uh, David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, and he is ready for some big names to change teams. He can't guarantee you which ones and where they're going, but he is ready. Uh, when, when we visit with him next week, he thinks we're going to have some big moves to talk about. Well, I've been listening to NBA radio when mm-hmm. I've been going to the gym to try to get more caught up because we've been focused so much on college football, football and the yeah. draft is coming up here in five days. And, you know, there's various shows. Uh, I listen to Raja Bell. Uh, they had him on, and I've always enjoyed listening to him talk. We know him from when he played here. And he's a very outspoken guy. And, and Eddie Johnson has a show, and then they bring in these media types that you will know. And what Locke was saying has been out there. Uh, a lot of that stuff uh, has been discussed. And Chris Paul seems to be on the move. You know, where is he going to go? What's Oklahoma City going to get for him? And Chris Paul, uh, he's still a very, very good player. And so whoever he goes is going to make that team better. That's just one example. Uh, you know, we doesn't seem like the Celtics would be keeping Hayward around. It just doesn't seem like it's a good fit. It's sort of he's in the way because he's not a kid anymore, But they've and they've got some players that are much, much younger that look like they could be better than him. So, uh, you know, that's another name. But, yeah, a, and, uh, was it uh, Drew Holiday's name has been out there. He, uh, he's always, in my mind, has been a very good player. I've followed him back since he was in college with the Bruins. So guys who do this full-time, like Locke does, is, are expecting the, the, what you just said in terms of movement. And I, for fans, that's always fun. It's exciting. Yeah. It may not mean anything. The Lakers may end up with the best team and win again. But you you stir the pot, you mix it up, you get to speculate. Uh, Drew Holiday locked throughout like three potential deals for Drew Holiday. And and the Celtics and Hayward were one of them, but he had other other potential deals out there as well. We had Bob Casper on to talk Masters golf. The uh, the Masters going on, wrapping up the first round today, starting the second round. And Dustin Johnson has started his second round, and he has started it quite well, PK. After 65, he's gone three under through four holes. He's now 10 under and has a three-shot lead. When we had Bob on, which was like an hour and a quarter ago, DJ hadn't teed off yet. Things have changed quickly. But the, the rain... Uh, Bob was saying they made a lot of birdies yesterday. They'll make a lot today, but with the sub-air system, by the time they get to the third and fourth round, uh, he expects the uh, the scores to kind of go back to normal. Yeah, I think they'll be reduced a little bit uh, in terms of uh, guys just going crazy. So there will be. So I would buy that. But, yeah, Dustin Johnson is a premier player. And every time we do our draft, if and I always – Maybe one of these times I ought to go first because I always want to pick Dustin. And I think of all the picks, he's the most solid of everyone. If I I got one guy, that's who I'm picking. I thought Bob was going to take either Dustin Johnson or either DJ or JT. 
Uh, and you took Brooks Kepka, which surprised me. So I took DJ, and then you took JT. Yeah. For me, if you give me one choice, and it's almost impossible to predict, it's sort of a luck of the draw, but if you give me one pick in every major for like the next two or three years, I would pick Dustin Johnson every single time. Then Obviously, he's not going to win them all, but I still think, to me, he's the most complete golfer start to finish. And, two, he's got the mindset now. He's got the monkey off the back. He's playing. He's got his, from what we understand, he's had some personal issues, and they seem to be in the rearview mirror, so he's got his life in order as far as that goes. He's got a great game. He's got Paulina. I mean, what more do you want? Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, both four under. Is it possible? Well, not if Dustin keeps going like this. They were three shots off the lead. Now they're six. Uh, Phil's out uh, yeah, of the Tiger course. Hasn't played yet, Tiger is not teed off yet. He's teeing off at twelve thirty. Correct. Uh, but but Phil is out on the course now. So and and Brooks Kepka, who had a uh, a bad start, he is pulling it together. Looked like an awful uh, number one pick there for Bob. But Kepka's made a couple more birdies, uh, or at least one more birdie today. He's now three under uh, through five in his second round. So getting it together. All right, DJ and PK, that's a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. The NBA, the college football, the pro football, the Masters. Been all over it today. Your feedback is coming up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Uh, hold on to your shorts, PK. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we were just talking about Did in the last happen? segment. It's wrong. And what we speculated about, it just happened. <laughs> it's so, Cal ASU aren't playing Saturday. They also aren't pushing the game back till Sunday. It is the ASU cases. This is all just breaking on Twitter. I, I think Sports Illustrated had it first. The hammer. John Wilner following up with Cal yeah. is ready to play somebody. It's about the ASU cases. It's not about Cal. And that right, Cal right. is ready to play somebody if another game gets canceled, which I assume everyone's looking at Utah and Cal's ready to play UCLA. Hey, UCLA, what's it, up? So you would play with no film, no prep. You know, that we just worry about us. We do what we do, and we make them adjust, right? This yeah. would be the biggest we just worry about us game of all time. Um, Cal would, I guess, just fly down to UCLA and play that thing, huh? Okay. Or maybe well, there'll be another opportunity. Maybe I'm, I'm, I, we're looking at Utah because we're sitting here. Maybe there's another game in danger I don't know about. Right. I mean, Cal hasn't played yet, and they desperately want to play. Right. And now, as uh, what happened yesterday... Uh, with the, all the reports that are coming out of Tempe, is that they've got an issue now. So, yeah, that, that's where we're going with this. <laughs> can, can you imagine? I mean, I would have never thought a team would decide. A team would say Friday at 10 a.m., yeah, if somebody else opens up, we'll pull you tomorrow night. No film work, no prep, just go run your stuff. Are this you going to come around to my way of thinking that this is a bogus conference race? Yeah, if there's more of this, absolutely. And I totally you agree. You need more? If I if I told yeah I do I need more. Oh, I no. wanted well, I you're want going it to, be, to get more, but I don't need more. <laughs> I want it to be real. I mean, I'll it's just, not. I'll it's put not my real. bias out there. I want it to be real. But you're right. When a Stanford quarterback gets sidelined, and then the league's apologizing, like, "Oops, sorry about that. Our bad. You you <laughs> you were good to go, by the way. Right. Uh, but we're the Pac-12, and we screwed this stuff up. Um, I also don't understand on the list of things I don't understand. I don't understand why Cal can't play with one player and 
Boise State sits 14 guys in place. Now, I can only, the only thing I really understand is my own life and my own experiences. And so when we had someone test positive, the first person I knew of, who knows, maybe it was somebody else, was somebody who worked on the crew on weekends, was a part-timer who tested positive. But I'm there on the weekends. But at no point did I think they were going to turn off the lights on the weekends. It never really crossed my mind. And that's, now it's apples and oranges. I get it. We're adults and we're getting paid and they're, you know, students on scholarship. Uh, But at no point did I think, well, there was one positive test. They're going to turn out the lights, you know? So I, I expect more of what happened at Boise State. Now, when you get to 14 and you start to wipe out a position group, you know, that's where it's apples and oranges to a you know, TV station. Like, well, somebody else do the weather. I mean, if everybody weather got sick, you know, put a forecast up there. It'll only be a quarter of what it used to be. Somebody will do it from home. David and, James doing weather forecasts? Yeah, and they well, phone it, and you can get the weather anyway. I know. It'd be that, that someone at home would do it on a computer, just, and they'd send it in, and, and Brian would read the seven-day. I mean, We're getting sidetracked here, guys. Right. I want to see you on the green screen, though. Uh, yeah, that'll probably never happen. Uh so I think that, uh, you know, I expect more of what happens with Boise State. But it's the Pac-12. It doesn't seem to be the, how that's happening. So, but, but because it's the Pac-12, I don't really expect Cal to play somebody else tomorrow night. And they're, they're coloring way outside the lines. And you're right, that does play to a bogus, a bogus race. But the thing is, this is where Oregon and SC have the, end of the, have the benefit of the doubt. If at the end of the year they're undefeated playing each other, despite the wackiness along the way, it'll still look legit. If you say so. All right, DJ and PK, we're out of time. Hans and Scotty are coming up next. Have a good weekend. We'll see you Sunday night on Talking Sports. We're back here Monday morning on the Zone Sports Network.